if you're really going to support your partner in this new venture, you've got to understand that you are going to give up time. So be realistic. It's not going to be that it's going to be like, oh, I'm giving up an hour. And after an hour that you start, you know, twiddling your thumbs and saying, well, where are you? You're going to give up time. So commit to that. Be willing to do that. This week, how to maintain a happy marriage while launching a new venture, whether that's a business or a hobby. Dr. Karen Sherman has advice. Stay tuned. Have you signed up for our free weekly newsletter yet? Visit hitchmag.com and click the newsletter link to join. Go ahead. I'll wait. It'll take less than 30 seconds. It's the easiest way to stay up to date on the latest marriage news and information, including each week's new podcast. Again, visit hitchmag.com and click the newsletter link to join today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of hitchedmag.com. I am joined once again by the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hey, Steve. So, Karen, for those uh, tuning in for the first time and haven't heard Karen's lovely voice before, (laughs) she is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years and amongst many other things. And uh, today she's going to help us deal with um, when your spouse takes on a new venture and how you might be able to encourage it or get involved or back away. We'll find out. Uh, So... Uh, Karen, I wanted to. I think this is a, a an interesting topic because I I talk to so many people, and I I mean pretty much like everybody I know has like their job that they do, and then they have something they do on the side, mm-hmm. and some of them do it for fun, and some of them do it because they want it to be their their business, um, and you know I don't think for the for most of the th- things that we're going to discuss, I don't think it matters too much, but um, we'll we'll splice that a little bit. So, um, you know, because some of these are hobbies and other times they are businesses, um, it can be a little tricky if you don't understand the passion behind a project. And so I was wondering if you don't really understand the passion behind a project that your spouse is jumping into, how can you show your support for their new passion or venture? Well, you know, this is basically the concept of validation. You know, somebody comes in, your partner comes in and talks about something that they're upset about, let's say, and you may not think it's upset worthy. You may not think that it's something that really um, is of concern. That doesn't mean that you don't let your partner know that you get it. Um, that's what validation is. You basically say to the partner, wow, I can really see that this is something that, you know, bothers you. Um, and you don't have to have experienced it in order to let your partner know that you get it. So in the same way, um, you don't have to think that, uh, collecting lizards is going to be the most exciting thing in the entire world. What you basically want to do is share their passion and say, wow, I can see that this is something that really is exciting you. Can you tell me more about it? Um, one Years ago, there was a study that talked about 
um, the Michelangelo effect, which was basically that rather than trying to get your mate to be what you want them to be, which is always a problem, that if you could encourage them to be their best who they are, that that would really work very well for the marriage. So this is really an offshoot of it. If you can really foster uh, or encourage or let your mate know that you really do appreciate what their passions are and encourage it and can sort of, you know, be their cheerleader, I think that that's going to be a really good thing for both your partner and your marriage. Yeah. And so with that validation, uh, you talked a lot about verbal encouragement. Um, are, are there other things that you could or should do to show that? Or is it, you know, offer them verbal encouragement and then just kind of let them take the reins about what you might be able to do? Well, I think initially it's, you know, the verbal encouragement. Then you're then we get down to the nitty gritty about what is it going to look like? Um, because... Um, you know, passion can then start to, um, you know, you're somebody who has done entrepreneurial stuff. I've done it as, as well. And that can really start to take over both time and money. So you then have to look at the realities of what is that passion going to look like? Yeah. Um, you brought up the two big resources that new ventures, uh, consume, which are time and money. Mm -hmm. Uh, can First, let's talk about um, what you can do if you think that this new uh, venture or hobby is just too cost prohibitive for your current situation in your relationship. Okay, so I don't think that you should go into it saying, you know, oh, well, this is just going to cost too much. I think that what you have to do is say, okay, can we have a discussion about have you got a business plan or have you thought about what the costs will be? You know, what is this going to look like as far as um, it dipping into our family expenses or whatever, you know, let's discuss this because clearly this is something you want to do and I want you to be able to do it. So let's look about, look at how we can manage this in our family budget. So you're not saying this is not okay, but you're really putting in the reality of what is this going to look like for our, um, you know, family expenses, you know, how are you going to support this new passion? Um, because there's a reality to it. You know, it's not um, realistic to think that you're going to put forth $20,000 um, if you're not the kind, not in the situation where you really can throw away $20,000. Um, so it, it's not fair as the person who has the passion, it's not fair for you to expect that, um, you know, your mate should just say, oh, absolutely, go ahead, spend whatever you need to. And the other reality, of course, is that when you're doing any kind of a venture, um, there really should be some kind of a game plan as far as the kind of money you're going to spend. So it may have to be that, okay, for, you know, six months, what is it going to look like? For a year, what is it going to look like? So that there's a plan in yeah. place. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say, I think it's a really great idea um, to have that budget conversation. And to your point, putting together this, some sort of business plan, not only will the, the fact that you need to have this conversation with your spouse about what the budget might need to be, um, mm -hmm. it will also help your, your whatever your business is or your venture or hobby is, because it will then help force you to outline that business plan that you're talking about, which you may not have really wanted to do in the beginning, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is going to force you to take that step. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is just beneficial all around. Right. And we have talked in past episodes about putting together a family budget and how you can accomplish that and what you what the steps right. are for that. So uh, go back and listen to those episodes. I should have um, gone back and seen which one or many of them, I'm guessing, uh, we have that conversation in. But take a look and just add add this into your budget conversation. Right. Um, okay, so the second... A uh, big resource that's going to be drained when something like this happens is uh, time and the free time that you used to have, and uh, hopefully you're spending some of it together, uh, is going to get sapped away a little bit. And so you, as the outside party, might start to feel a little neglected because their new venture or hobby is taking up all their free time. So how can you balance that one? Well, that's going to be a tough one because, you know, when you're doing a new venture, um, and I've been on both sides of this, where um, my husband did something that really sapped um, his energy, you know, full on uh, from myself and from our children when they were young. And then I did something that really took a huge amount of my time from him. Um, It's important to try to be mindful Um, of the fact that there is a mate and possibly a family that is, you know, still there while you're doing this other project. It's so easy to really get into it and totally lose your time. Um, And so I think that probably at the outset, when you're discussing going into this, that you have a discussion about the fact that you can easily get lost in this and what kinds of um, safety guards are you going to have for if you feel like it's too much time and, um, you know, how can you let each other know or, or the mate that's not involved? How can I let you know that I'm feeling like it's too much? Now, if you're really going to support your partner, in this new venture, you've got to understand that you are going to give up time. So be realistic. It's not going to be that it's going to be like, oh, I'm giving up an hour. And after an hour that you start, you know, twiddling your thumbs and saying, well, where are you? You're going to give up time. So commit to that. Be willing to do that. But if it starts to get to be hours and hours and hours, then as I said, have a discussion about, you know, what can we do to make sure that um, we really have a plan in place to let each other know that it's it's too much? Now, I can't remember his name, and it's terrible because he's like a major player, but I was once at a seminar with him where he said that he worked like the Dickens six days a week, but on one day a week, he did nothing. It was absolutely his family time. And so maybe you make that arrangement that nothing gets done on one day a week. It all gets turned off and that becomes the family day. And everybody, you know, knows that, that, you know, the family or the mate has committed to we're willing to support you. We will not bother you. But on that one day, you're ours. Yeah, I've actually like you, I've been on both sides of this. Um, And I don't know if you're aware of this, Karen, uh, but today is July 1st. Uh, yes. When we're recording it, and I know this is probably going to come out, you know, potentially even a month or so late, later than when we're recording this. But today is the nine-year anniversary of when the Hitched website launched. Oh wow! Yeah. Congratulations. Why? Thank you. 
Um, and you were posted in, you know, Karen, the original, um, <laughs> uh, because you were there with us in week one when we posted our first stories. Yes. yes. So we have been doing this for nine years. Wow. Well, I, thank you, Steve, for finally clarifying for people why you always call me the original, because people don't <laughs> understand what that means. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did that once a while back, so I'm sure many people don't you know, haven't listened to all the previous ones, but, um, so anyways, so nine years ago, um, I, when the website launched, I I was still working at a print magazine, Uh uh, when it launched. So, uh, this was hitched was my side venture. I was hoping to turn into my full-time gig. Uh, and so I would go work my day job and uh-huh. then I would come home at night and then I would work on Hitched all night long. Mm-hmm. And so it got to a point where my wife and I had a conversation where she was like, look, you need to close the computer. You need to spend some time with me. And, you know, she started feeling neglected. Right. And so uh, and then many years later, she has her full time job and she decided she wanted to launch something. And I was in that flipped re- reversal where uh-huh. I was sitting around after I shut down my computer and she was gone doing her thing. And I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things that I found that really helped us was doing that scheduling of together time. Mm-hmm. So it was establishing that expectation of, okay, I realize that we are both going to be crazy busy during the week. Uh, let's make sure that we go out together on Friday night or Saturday, or let's make sure that we plan something to do on Sunday afternoon. And so the really putting together that schedule of, of being doing things together made a humongous difference. And it's all about establishing those expectations of if, if, you know, if you come home and expect to see me and hang out, but I'm, you know, with my nose and my computer, uh, you're going to be upset about that. But if I have told you ahead of time, like I'm working on this project, we're doing this and that, and I'm just going to be really busy this week. But Friday, we're going to go out, we're going to, you know, do whatever. All of a sudden, that alleviates a lot of arguments. Um, Absolutely. So. Yep. Um, okay. So then, uh, what if you want to help or participate in this new venture, uh, but they don't want your help or involvement? That's a tough one. Um I guess that the person who's doing the venture would have to sort of explain, you know, why, um, you know, and say it has nothing to do with you. This is complicated or whatever else. I mean, it would really be nice if they could, because I think the more that the mate is involved, then there's, you know, um, a sense of more connection, a sense of, okay, we're doing this together, uh, a feeling of more, I don't want to say ownership, but like, okay, we're in this together, so I'm not going to gripe as much or feel like I'm being excluded as much. So I think that if the person really doesn't want their mate involved, they would have to really explain it's not you, but, you know, there's something about the particulars of the project that don't really allow for you to be involved though I I have a hard time imagining that I mean is it something that they could just say like look I want this to be my thing and that you know and and your involvement I would just love for you to have your moral support and that's that's how you can support Sure, absolutely, absolutely. And I think that if you're going to do that, if at least the person who's got the project would talk about it and share 
um, about it, that would that would help at least, you know, so it doesn't feel like I'm totally on the outs and I know nothing about what's going on with you. Yeah. Okay. And then let's talk a little bit about success. Mm-hmm. So if, uh, if your spouse achieves some success mm-hmm. and is there a balancing act to reaping the rewards. So for example, if they begin to make some money with the new thing that they're doing and they suggest that it's their money because it was their project that they worked on, um, how, how can you balance that act or what kind of a conversation do you need to have? And is that something that you should have before it even gets to that point in the early blooming stages? Well, you know, there's a, this is such a dumb expression for this purpose, not a dumb expression, but for this purpose, but behind every strong man is a strong woman. Okay. So even a woman who is, you know, a housewife and they, you know, the old thing was, oh, well, what is she doing? She's just a housewife. A man cannot go out and work as hard as he does if you don't have a woman at home holding up the fort. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's doing a project and really working hard at that project, that's their passion, they can't really be doing that unless their mate is picking up the stuff at the other end. Yeah. So maybe, you know, they're not actively involved in it, but they're being supportive and allowing the person to do their thing. So even if they're passively involved, they're involved. So I would have a really hard time with the idea of, well, this is my project. And so, you know, it's my money and you're not involved in it. I, I, I just really would have a hard time with that. And I think really that, um, again, I always like preventative discussions because I think that those are easier discussions than once you're in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, Steve, if a lot of people would stop and even think of that question. I think it's a great point that you raise um, to say that right at the beginning. Um, but I do believe, um, I mean, if my husband made a lot of money on a private project and then turned to me and said, well, this is my project, I would be really annoyed. Yeah. You know, well, what are, what am I doing sitting here, you know, just uh, twiddling my thumbs? I've been, you know, carrying a lot of the burden while you haven't been here, you know, trying to be X, Y, and Z. So I do think that um, it, it's going to cause resentment if you don't see this as really a joint project, even though you've been the one that's uh, been, you know, perhaps doing the blood, sweat, and tears of the particular project. Yeah. I think uh, in having that conversation about what success might look like, this gets back into the original plan about budgeting, right? So uh, if you if you have to put together that budget of what this might cost, um, and then you get to that next step of, okay, this is what a business plan might look like. And again, we're assuming that we're talking about something that's not just a hobby at this stage but you've actually trying to convert some sort of hobby into a business. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there is going to be some sort of reward that are, that's going to be reaped um, financially, at least if you've put together that business plan, you should know where that money is going to go. If it comes back, if, if it's returned to you. Um, and so at that stage, you can, that would be a good um, wedge to, to open up that conversation because then you could say, oh, well, I see that, you know, we're going to put in, let's say, $1,000 into this thing, and in six months, you hope to make 2000 back. Well, the 1000 can go back to us, right, what we right. initially invested, and the other 1000 can go back into growing what you're doing or something, or maybe you keep 500 of it 
you know, as a reward and 500 goes, you know, so you can have that conversation at that point. And then it's a natural flow as opposed to, well, if this thing takes off, I expect 50 of it. Right. Now I would like to point out what just happened between you and me. You gave a male, very logical presentation. (laughs) I gave a female, very emotional reaction. So, but I think you did a very nice job and I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) And I appreciate the emotional response. But, you know, it's interesting though, because um, this is one thing that I have observed and, and know when you do something like this, and we, we've been talking about these passion projects, they are emotionally invested yeah. projects. I mean, this yeah. is, um, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people, and as you know, um, I do not have kids, um, but I do consider, and I know this sounds stupid, but I do consider Hitched as my baby. It was born of me and my sweat and tears, and I have nurtured it every single day, 24 hours a day. Uh, since it launched. Um, I've been up at night. We we have dealt with hackers. We have dealt with people emailing, like all this stuff. And I, and I realize the responsibility isn't the same and all that stuff, but it is something that is, is very close to me. And my wife and her uh, project is the same, where it is her baby as well that mm-hmm. she has invested all this stuff into. And so there are a lot of personal feelings and emotions attached to it. And um, sometimes even when you're, ta- when you're having this conversation about um, how to improve something, uh, you might take it as an attack because it is so personal mm-hmm. as opposed to, oh, they're just trying to help. You know, right. like nobody right. likes anybody saying something about their kid that isn't positive. And that's what a lot of these projects are is it's, you know – yeah. Some sort of child to you. Yes. And by the way, you've raised your child very well. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, as I mentioned, it's nine, so we're going to get to the ugly teen years soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this was this was a fun little topic, Karen. Um, did you have any final bits or pieces that you wanted to add to it? Well, yeah. The one little piece that I do want to add is I think that it would be helpful for people to realize that if they're going to do something like this, you know, many times, as we've already discussed, there's going to be a financial layout. Um, You've got to be willing, in my opinion, to have some money that you're willing to really not need because many times (laughs) things don't work out. And so if you're going into this with the attitude of, oh, this is really going to be it, this is going to make it for us, then that could cause problems. You've got to be able to say this is a business possibility and, you know, it may make it, but it may not. And so don't take your last couple of thousand and put it into this and feel like, you know, your life is going to depend on it. It's got to be money that you can really part with and it's not going to break the bank. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I, I mentioned the print magazine I was working for is a business publication. And uh, when it comes to like investments and things, there are they, there's a classic saying of always seek investment from the three Fs, friends, families, and fools. Mm. Um, and they throw the fools in there because it is uh, a, an extraordinarily high failure rate of new business ventures. Almost all of them fail within the first five years. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that you shouldn't do it or shouldn't 
attempt it. And, you know, sometimes people do these things just for the joy of it. And it's not about making money, but it's about finding some sort of personal fulfillment and doing it. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, people, people do these little things where they make things for their friends and family and it's, and it's an outlay of cash for them, but they're not expecting any kind of return. And I get right. that as well. Right. But to your point, if you can't afford it, uh, you really need to take that into consideration. Right. Right. Uh, well, this was fantastic, Karen. Uh, thank you so much, as always, for your wise and sage advice. And thank you for having me be with you for all these years. <laughs> oh, please. My pleasure. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm stealing something by having you on all these years. Uh, so I, before you guys go, I want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. Uh, She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, Make It Last. Uh, You can find those books on her website, drkarensherman.com. We also have those books listed on our site, hitchedmag.com. Karen also has a program out called Pillars for Partnership. It is a set of audio and video tools that are produced by Karen. And you can get that at her website, drkarensherman.com. You can uh, find past articles and, of course, all of these past podcasts, 300 plus of them. Uh, you can get those. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people, we send out our newsletters on Monday nights. So subscribe to that if you don't already. And that includes a link to the podcast. And I know when we send out the newsletter, a lot of people go and click on the link to the podcast page and listen from there. Uh, another really great, easy way to listen to the podcast is on either Stitcher, which is an app you can download for free on your iPhones or Android devices or Windows phones, um, or through the iTunes podcast app. Uh, both of those will automatically sync the podcast when a new one is available, so you never have to worry about missing an episode. Um, and uh, if you use those apps, let us know what you think of it, because they both let you do little reviews, stars, and comments and things so love seeing what you guys think about it um we had another really great review the other day that talked about um how they appreciated that we weren't about trying to save a relationship in flames but that we talk about these ongoing issues such as the ones today for you know a lot of healthy couples out there are doing new things and it might not be easy but they want to help us to help them navigate it so hopefully that's what we are providing for you and if you have suggestions or thoughts on this we have an email uh, button on our podcast page so uh, hopefully this all helps out and uh, we appreciate you listening as always so one last time thank you so much Karen thank you Steve alright that will do it for us this week until next time take care everybody take care everybody